Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. The Purdies have served this valley for decades. Making sure that their customers, and customer service means everything to them, have exactly the right insurance. And not only that, whenever possible, they're getting it at the best possible price. And they update policies. It's auto, home, life, business, bundles, whatever it may be. And not only that, uh, if something ever happens where you need it, that's why you have insurance. They'll go to work for you as if it happened to them. Customer service means everything to them. All at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And not only that, you have uh, the great people at Sunbury Motors online. Online. How about that? And you can check out the great inventory, and you can actually do all this from the, you know, like it's Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kia, pre-owned inventory. So. Great to have you with us. Matt, have a great uh, weekend. Yes, it was a very nice weekend. Well, good. And of course, as you know, what the news is here after the after the uh, um, the. Uh, The story, of course, was, you know, it did make me laugh a little bit. 
you're listening to the governor, and then you watch him on the news later that night. When it came time for him to explain Center County, <laughs> even he seemed surprised. <laughs> He's <was> like, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Yep, you guys are going green, too. It turns right out on. after all. Yeah, I could. You want to know how? <laughs> I know enough business people around here that have had that have had conversations with me as to how this happened. They decided to have a conference call at eleven o'clock on Saturday. It didn't go well. <laughs> I gather <laughs> it didn't go well. Yeah, every- just settle down. We'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> so ah yes so there you go <laughs> and after it not going well I think we ought to change our minds okay great so they have there you go And then at 4.30 today, the National Hockey League is making its announcement. They will announce a 24-team Stanley Cup tournament. Now, whether Gary Bettman offers more than just that, I think everyone's waiting to see, okay, 24, that's fine. Format, that's fine. But when does it start? When does it start? And that's what we want to know. Is it something that starts in, I don't know, mid-July and doesn't end until mid-September? Does it start in early July? Is the goal to finish by Labor Day? Uh, Does it bleed into September further? I mean, that's what we want to know. We're going to talk with one of the Flyers beat writers tomorrow about all this. That's what we want to know. Yeah, something and tells we'll get... me we're just going to hear from the reports that we heard yesterday from Gary Bebbin and nothing else because Gary Bebbin is not the brightest in these situations sometimes. Oh, you're just so cruel. <laughs> I, I, I only get my honest opinion, and I speak the truth. You're cruel. <laughs> I can only go by past experiences. Oh, you're just not. Oh. God, does Lisa know this side of you? Oh, yeah, she's very well aware, but <laughs> now she's stuck with it. <laughs> now she's stuck with it. Oh, something tells me I don't think she's all that stuck with it. I think you're doing pretty darn well. <laughs> I think you're all right. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of this 24 team. I think this is stupid to begin with, but I mean, I'll be glad just to have the sport back. I don't know why we just couldn't say, "Hey, these are the, these are the teams um, that we're in. Let's just go play." Why well, do we have to have I th- 24. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. 
I understand what you're saying, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's a, I think it's a compromise between, okay, only a little bit, you know, slightly more than half the league gets to play, 16 out of 31, as opposed to, okay, 24 out of 31. It also puts together an extra round of playoffs, which helps very much with uh, money coming in. So I think that's part of it, okay? How about that? Right, and then those, and then those, those top four teams from each conference get buys, which is not, which is good for them, I guess. Right. right. So I guess you'll take that, but I don't know. Um. Yeah. So that's what that's what you have. Um. And. Uh, And now, how much we're going to be able to get from this press conference at 4.30, I don't know. Baseball is in a make-or-break week, by the way. Uh, this and, and I think in the end they'll make it. But, um, but that's going to be... It'll all come down to money. I got it. which we've talked about the entire time. It's going to be about the money. Now, part of this, too, is, I mean, let's be honest with you. Right? Part of this is um, I always love when I hear the, you know, the players go after the ownership. Part, and this, this went back, remember, the Le'Veon Bell thing. I talked about this as well. It's the same argument. Your argument is not with the owner. Your argument's with your own union. Le'Veon Bell was allowed to be franchise tagged because the union and the collective bargaining agreement agreed to it. <laughs> okay? So you oh, the Steelers, they're awful, they're terrible, the whole thing. Your union said yes, you know. Well, that's not the greatest story. Well, it's the same thing with this. If the union... Look, everybody knew in March that it was not going to be great. And if the union had been straightforward with their rank and file that, hey, look, this is one step, but I'm telling you right now, we're going to have to take another step here at some point, and prepared them for it, well, okay. So some of it is the owners are being uh, cheap. But there's another part. The other part is your union didn't tell you about this. Didn't tell you about the possibility of it. When common sense says they should have. So I always love loved this when we get to, into these particular uh, statements about Oh, it's the money and this, and it's owners versus players. Sometimes the argument is with your own people. Le'Veon Bell, they're franchising me. Oh, the Steelers are evil. They won't give me my money. 
your union said you could do it. They agreed to it. They had a chance to negotiate it out, didn't do it. Did you notice, did you notice how the union when Bell was in this contract problem? Did you see how the union went to bat for him? Not. They didn't go to bat for him. Why? Because they knew they negotiated and they were and the Steelers were allowed to do it. Well, in this situation, you have a negotiating team. Tell your negotiating team what you want. And Noah Syndergaard's the latest one to come out and say, Oh, you know, basically I want my money. You know, they're asking us to take another pay cut and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I'll give you a local example. We talked about Center County. And I'll, uh, I'm not going to say who the conversation was with, okay? I'm not going to do that. The topic came up Saturday before the change of heart by the Center County Commissioners and Going Green. And somebody brought up the topic. You know, I was just standing there listening. And they said, well, look, it's just another week. And that's when I stepped up and did say something. I said, you know what? I said, you're working right now. You have a job. And you were just telling us everything that you were doing. I said, there's a bunch of people out there that's just aching to work. And it's just another week. I said, well, maybe a business can't hang on another week. Maybe a person is barely hanging on for another week. They need that week. So as for the NHL, 24 teams, that's a compromise to get more people playing. Major League Baseball, make or break week, I think they will make it. But you know, when you hear these players popping off about they're going to ask to take another cut, this, that, they talk to your union. Okay, Your union did not prepare you for this. That's why you have a union. Matt's our shop steward. No? <laughs> Something like that. Matt, go in and tell tell the suit we want. <laughs> this, this, and this. Oh, get out of here. I'm busy getting ready for Shikalami football. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> Come on, you're our guy. <laughs> Take her home, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> Take it home. <laughs> but that's you know. But that's what the isn't that what the union is supposed to do? I'm not saying ownership's completely. I mean that they're just wonderful and no, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about sports ownership here. But at the same time, when these rules come up and these negotiations come up. It's not just like that's the bad guy. The owners, they're the bad guy. Wait a minute. What did your union tell you for the last two months? Did they lay out possibilities for you? Did they discuss any of this with you? I mean, you've heard what the proposal is from the owners. Have we heard what the proposal is from the players? Have we heard a single syllable about from the players? from the union what their proposal is to get back 
don't you think you want to have a formula in place to get back? A plan so that you can walk into the negotiations with, like, here's what we think, and is there some middle ground that we can find here? We haven't heard anything from the union. We've heard a lot of, we've heard not a lot. We've heard a couple of players pop up, pop off about it, including your your guy Harper. That's your guy right there. Matt doesn't want to say anything. He's the shop steward. I can care less what Harper says. Oh, he he speaks highly of you. <laughs> He was backing up Blake Snell's what he was doing. Yes. So, that's what he was doing. And I have no problem with him backing up Blake Snell. But you, you know, at some point, you got to walk to the table. I mean, look look how quietly the NHL went about its business. Seriously. I mean, look how quietly the NHL went about their business. And they're having a 4.30 press conference this afternoon. And the NHL over the years has had, what, three lockouts? Three lockouts. So there has been acrimony over the years between labor and management, between the commissioner and labor. When it's come to this, they're the first one to step up with a press conference to say this is what we're doing and how we're going to do it. Let's give the NHL credit. There wasn't one time in the negotiations other than the 2014 thing that it leaked out what they were going to do. Not one thing. Tells you in this case you had some pros, pros at the table. You may not be crazy about Gary Bettman as a commissioner, but their negotiations seem to be on point. And now they're going to have a press conference today. Other sports leagues haven't. Now, the NBA, they have a great relationship with their players as well. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, bundles. Whatever your insurance needs may be, they'll make sure that you are covered. They will do everything they can to make sure that whatever insurance you purchase is at the best price possible. If it needs updating, they'll do it. They'll also update in such a way, look, they'll try and find ways to save money when you update, too. And if there's ever a claim, they'll go to work as if it happened to them. Customer service means everything to them. Great people who are even better professionals at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Some great deals right now. You can also check it out at sunburymotors.com. Lincoln, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. You can get the entire process started from the comfort of your own home. At Sunbury Motors and SunburyMotors.com. Lou Catrillo met Lisa's side of the family. Got passed around left and right. Yes. But he handled yes. it well. He did good. 
Good. Well, of course he did. It's Lisa's son. <laughs> <laughs> you love the dad thing, don't you? I do. Hmm. We had Senator Toomey on last week talking about youth sports. Now, how many places are green in the Valley? It'll be just Snyder and Montour. Okay. And Center County will join them as well. Um, but that opens the door to youth sports. Now, if you're allowed to have youth sports, uh, Senator Toomey uh, gave the, I thought, you know, the best advice, just go to the Little League website. They have guidance there. And Steve Keener, we had on the, we didn't have Steve on the show three weeks ago. Yes. And the guidance was there because I, I specifically asked him, would you still allow youngsters to play? I know we're going to get to Tim Kirch in here in a moment. Um, and he says, absolutely. If they want to play, if they want to have their own tournaments, the whole thing, that's fine. There are some little leagues here in Center County that are now meeting to see what they want to do because they did not cancel little league season here. They postponed it. So now they're trying to figure out how they can go about this in the safest way possible. So just want to throw that out there. With that, we bring in one of the best, Tim Kirchin. Tim, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. Yeah, everything is safe and sound here, and I hope the same thing there with you guys. It is. Thank you so much. You have put together a series of fun articles, Um, everything from Roger Clemens to how Brooks Robinson earned the name the human vacuum cleaner, which uh, I can go back to. Uh, What did it take for you to put together a list of what you wanted to write about that you thought would be fun and entertaining for fans during this hiatus? Well, I I just needed something to keep me occupied. (laughs) I need something to keep me engaged, keep me sharp, and most important, put a smile on my face and hopefully a smile on the face of our best baseball fans who don't have much to smile about right now. So this just came to me one day, and I said, all right, I'm going to try to do this. I got clearance from ESPN.com to do it. I've written now through June the 10th, so I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> I hope I hope I get to stop writing soon, not because yeah. I don't love doing it, but I, and I do love doing it, it's just I'm going to stop once, you know, baseball begins again. But I made this little pact with myself to see if I can come up with something fun, interesting, entertaining, informative uh, every day that we don't play baseball. So, uh, so far, so good. I'm closing in on 60 things I've written, and let's see how it goes. <laughs> it's been incredible. Uh, look, if, if, you know, in broadcasting games, I love doing every one of them. But obviously, some are more fun than others. I'm sure you've enjoyed writing each one of these so far. But for you personally, which ones have been a little more intriguing, maybe a little more fun for you to research and write about? Well, I especially love to, you know, the guys that not everybody knows about. I mean, Willie Mays was born on May the 6th. So I was able, I hope, tell some young people exactly how great Willie Mays was. Yeah. And that's my favorite part about all of this. But when you ask, 
about fun. That's kind of the point here, okay? One of those days, I can't remember, end of April somewhere, uh, we had the first time ever that a a catcher whose last name began with Q caught a pitcher whose last name began with (laughs) Q. So we had Jamie Quirk catching Dan Quisenberry. And we also had a QZ not long after that with Quisenberry, and the catcher was Todd Zeal. So then, of course, I came up with my all-time favorite batteries. You know, we had we had Glenn Abbott and Marty Castillo. Yep. So that was <laughs> Abbott and Castillo. We had uh, we had Steve Decker and Bud Black for the Giants. So we had the Black and Decker battery. So on on one of those days where there's you know there's you're not going to tell people how great Roberto Clemente was, yeah. which is way more important. You just try to find a way to, to make some people smile on a day like that, no matter how stupid it might be. It's only a minute of your time, and if it can bring a smile to your face, you can count me in. Uh, uh, the May 28th one, or excuse me, the March 28th one, Joy Kirchner's birthday, and how she almost cost her son a homer. <laughs> yeah, well, my mom is 96. God bless her. God she bless has her. terrible dementia, yeah. and she's still with us, and she lives in my house. I'm going to take care of her as soon as I'm done with you guys. But that day, you know, my oldest brother, and both my brothers were great college players at Kappa Q, but my oldest brother hit like a million homers there. <laughs> so there was this dividing line between the top of the stands. If you hit it over the stands, it was a home run. If you hit it into the stands, it was a double. My mom, God bless her, she was standing like on the on the dividing line, and she got hit with a fly ball hit by my brother. So the ball hit her in the shoulder, and it bounced into the doubles area. So now the umpires have to get together and say, well, if it hadn't hit that woman up there, who, by the way, is the mother of the guy who hit it, it would have been a home run. So they they got together and they decided, okay, that's a home run. And my dad, God bless, my dad was the greatest man ever. He had the greatest feel ever for baseball. He was a really good player at his time. And he loved my mother so much. But after he realized my mother's shoulder was okay, he jokingly told her, what are you doing? You almost cost a kid a home run. <laughs> but your brother was the home run hitter, right? Yeah, so my you, other brother was not the home run hitter, but he played at Catholic University also. Okay, yeah, I was going to say I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to cast you in the Tommy Aaron role. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, I wasn't Tommy or Hank Aaron in my family. I was the third best player for sure. Okay, uh, you had to do a story on Earl Weaver. Uh, you probably left a lot out in the cutting room floor. <laughs> what was it like putting that together on Earl Weaver with the great stories about him? Well, I you know I keep this to like five hundred words, yeah. whatever five paragraphs, just because I want to keep it short. I don't want to bog anyone down. I just want to tell my best stories. The problem is, with Earl, I have twenty best stories, <laughs> so I had to I had to limit them, and some I use for obvious reasons, but Earl was the greatest in, in every way, and I've told this story before, and I told it on when I wrote about him. He had an outfielder on his team named Pat Kelly, who while he was yep. a member of the team, decided that he was going to join the ministry. 
So he waited for the poignant moment, the perfect time to go speak to his manager and tell him about this big change in his life. So he finally gets Earl alone and says, Earl, I'm going to walk with the Lord. And Earl said, I'd rather you walk with the bases loaded. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sometimes uh, you sit back and you plan out what you're going to say. You plan it out. Ricky Henderson knows he's going to break the record for stolen bases in a career. And, of course, it comes out and not exactly the way he wanted. Today, I am the greatest of all time is how it came out. How is it supposed to come out? Well, I saw Lou Brock at Cooperstown one year in the pro shop, and there's no kinder man on the face of the earth than Lou Brock. So we get to talk, and I've got my son with me. So Lou starts to tell me about Ricky Henderson, who he and Ricky were close friends. You know, the, the chase, the pursuit of Brock's record – they became pretty close. So Lou and Ricky kind of worked together on a little speech that Ricky, which would keep in his back pocket, would pull out and read, and it would be, of course, very respectful to baseball, Lou Brock, all the people involved and everything else. And Ricky, typical Ricky, and any of us would have done this, by the way, got caught up in the moment a little bit, and he just picked the base up over his head and said into the into the microphone to the entire stadium today i am the greatest of all time and lou brock is at a distance going ricky what about the speech so they saw each other soon after and ricky apologized said i'm sorry i just forgot which again most of us would have it's it's an amusing thing nobody gets hurt because those two are both hall of fame players and how great a postseason player was lou brock he played in three World Series. He had 391 in those three World Series. I mean, he was a great clutch player, uh, without question. And as you mentioned, an absolute Hall of Famer. All right, so uh, we continue on the fun run here. And on the fun run, uh, you, you wrote about Tony Gwynn and a lot of great stories about him. It turns out here in State College, there have been a couple of former San Diego State players who have come through here. They loved him. What did what the, did you want to write about Tony Gwynn? Well, um, I wrote, among many, I could tell you a million Tony Gwynn stories. But in 1994, the year he hit 394, mm. he told me that he used basically one bat the entire season. On a very rare occasions, would he not use it against a really tough left-hander like Jeff Facero, who could get the ball in on him and yeah. potentially break his favorite bat. But he essentially used one bat the entire year. Pete Incavelia, by the way, told me once he, he went through 12 dozen bats one year. He broke 144 bats in one season. And Tony Gwynn used one bat for the entire season and the following spring training he broke that bat hitting on a backfield <laughs> against one of the coaches rob Picciolo. and tony looked at me and he said when i broke that bat i almost started to cry and when i talked to uh, peach about it he goes so did i <laughs> uh you talked about historical pieces as well he talked about willie mays and it's one thing because you know, we had a chance to see Willie Mays. Younger generation didn't. Uh, somebody, obviously, I never would. Now, contrary to popular belief, I did not see Walter Johnson pitch 
But I also found this to be, to me, a really enjoyable piece about a guy who was number two on the all-time wins list. What were some of the keys for you in looking at, at Walter Johnson and how you wanted to approach him as a guy who won 417 games? Yeah, well, he won the second most games, and he threw 110 shutouts, yeah. which is the most ever. He had 38 one-to-nothing shutouts. So he had more one-to-nothing shutouts than Pedro Martinez and Kurt Schilling had shutouts of any score combined. Now, again, different era. Walter Johnson, like, started and completed, like, every game he yeah, ever pitched. Right. But that's hardly the point. The point is, I believe he's the greatest pitcher of all time. And I, as I pointed out, went to Walter Johnson High School. Yes. So I've, all, I've always had this kind of great interest in the guy that my high school was named after. I still don't quite understand, however, after all these years that we were called the Spartans <laughs> when we should have been called the Big, big, train. big Trains. It's one of the great nicknames ever anyway. And there's a local team here where some San Diego State kids have played, by the way, in, the, in a college summer league, and it's called the Bethesda Big, big trains, trains, as it should be. So, yes, yeah, so I always thought there was a little bit of destiny involved here that – uh, I have made a career out of covering baseball, and I went to high school named after the greatest pitcher of all time. Uh, not only that, a, a lot of people do say, you know, and you only had X amount of words you had to put in there, but I've read several articles about him that he was a genuinely nice guy, and Ty Cobb actually tried to take advantage of that because Cobb said he didn't want to hit you. So Cobb would actually crowd the plate when everybody else was so afraid of his fastball they wouldn't. Right. Well, Walter Johnson was a wonderful man. I mean, they don't name high schools after you just because you won 417 games. He was very involved in the community. Yes. He was very involved in civic activities. He didn't just live here and then go away during the off season. He stayed here and helped the people here. And again, not to personalize this too much, but he was, he died on December 10th. 1946 yeah. and I was born on December mm. 10th 1956 wow. that, that, that's always been kind of spooky for me and I always just thought it was just another tiny connection that I have to this all time great pitcher now, obviously you did a piece on President George W. Bush and throwing out the first pitch of the World Series but you also did another one that was really terrific I really liked and that was the presidents, <laughs> from Ron Washington to Jermaine Van Buren. <laughs> yeah, I look again. It's we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, we we need some help here. We need somebody to do something really stupid in order to just take our minds off of <laughs> the, the the predicament that we're all in here. So I've done stuff like this my whole life. It's a little bit unhealthy that I'm still doing it at 63, but I, I did a 25-man roster. I used 24 different presidential names, yep. meaning I didn't just make the all-star team with, you know, and take the best players using a, names a bunch of times. So I had 24 presidents named, including my favorite, Grant Jackson, the reliever, <laughs> yep. who covers two names at once, yes. you know? Which I, which I love that, and then my last guy, just for a few laughs, 
Len Whitehouse, who I covered with the twins a million years ago. That's his real last name. It's only Ooh. one word, but his name is Whitehouse, yeah. so he belonged on the All-Presidents team. And for Pirate fans in this area, Grant Jackson means something. He was the winning pitcher in Game 7 for the Pirates. So There you go. There you go. So that we can at least localize it for the local fan here. A couple quick notes, because I want to make sure you get, get over to see your mom, see your family here. Um, where do we stand right now in the negotiation to get the game back that you and I love so much? I want you to note my hesitation. I, I think I think we're going to play in July. If we can't get it done that soon, then we're going to play August the 1st, play a frantic 60 games to the finish, have some sort of expanded playoffs, and play a World Series and end it roughly at the time the normal World Series would end. That is a guess for today because the narrative not only changes every week, it changes literally every day. If there is no season this year, I would not be surprised. But I'm, I'm going to continue to think that there's so much money to be made and lost and so much morale that can be gained in this country if baseball plays I just think there's a way that they can figure this out, but it's not going to be easy. A million roadblocks in the way, and I'm just praying they play baseball for everyone's sake uh, sometime in July. Absolutely, completely agree with you. And, of course, a lot of people in in this area are on pins and needles because of the minor league situation, which obviously is not going to be determined until after this part's determined. So. Yeah, yeah, and let's let's pray for minor league baseball. I mean, I covered it a, a bunch of years ago, and it was extremely important. I just hope Major League Baseball understands how important minor league baseball is to Major League Baseball, and not to mention to all these towns across America and cities across America that have a minor league team. Well said, well put, as always. Tim, it is always a pleasure. I really appreciate the time you give us, and I really enjoy talking with you. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. See ya. All right. Tim Kirchin, ESPN. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 